Hola, beautiful community. I hope you're all doing so well. So for this episode, I had the gorgeous blessing to chat with Harrison Ma, who's a holistic health coach from Australia. And this chat was really cool. We went really deep into the work of healing the inner child, which is the first time that I have spoken about inner child healing on my podcast, which is a big part of my work, a big part of my own healing journey. So I'm sure you will love it. So Harrison Ma is a certified holistic health practitioner and a heart-centered personal coach from Australia. His passion is holding loving space for those who feel that there is more to let go of and to heal, but can't find the energy, the confidence, or the time to do anything about it. His approach is all holistic, so it's made up of wholesome, ancestral wounds. He goes to the root problem and he goes deep in mindset, emotions, movement, nutrition, sleep, recovery, and spiritual reconnection. His mission is to return humanity back to love. Pleasure is all mine, Daisy. I'm excited for the chat. So Harrison, I always love starting my podcasts off by you just introducing yourself and sharing a little about your transformational story. I feel like you have just such a, a, a unique story and a unique message. So I'd love for you to just share a little about yourself and how you got into doing the amazing holistic coaching and the heart-centered work that you're doing today. First of all, Daisy, thank you for having me on your platform, sharing me with your audience and having this chat today. I think I spend a lot of time, as we were just talking about, off mic, right, being really intentional with uh, the energy I share with people, right? Not just with myself, but with the people that I come into contact with. And from the very start, since we started talking, I could tell that you are full of love and full of that loving intention. So thank you for sharing it with me. Um, to answer your question, and it's funny, every time people, every time someone asks me this question, it's always changing, right? The story is the same. But how I deliver it is always changing because I, me in my present moment, I'm always changing. So I'm going to channel what's coming out of me now because I was looking at this question when you sent it to me. I was like, do I want to, do I want to answer it this way? Do I want to answer it this mm. way? But now I'm going to answer it like this. So I, as you just alluded to my profession, the way that I do things, I support and help people heal through holistic healing, through holistic healing yeah. modalities, mind emotion, nutrition, movement, sleep, all of these metrics. And my story, my journey really stems from that, from a lack of those things, from a lack of connection in those things in myself. I spent a big chunk of my late teens, my early 20s, um, right? It was very conditional, right? I would, I would go to this country or I would spend time with this person or I would take this thing or drink this thing because it would give me that result. So I could feel loved, mm. right? And that, that was really the main crux of it, right? I was searching for a, a, a deeper place of self-acceptance in myself, mm. a, a deeper place of self-love in myself. And that's why I was looking and searching and doing all of these external things to feel that. I hit a wall because all of those things um, culminated to a boiling point where suddenly all of these external factors that I was, I was, I was putting my sense of self-worth on. They were now telling me that I was not worthy. They were now telling me that I was not as loving, as powerful, as, as healthy, as connected as I thought I was. Sure. 
And because I hit that wall, I had no other way instead of going outwards like I had been. Now the only direction I could go was inwards. So that's when I started working on my relationship with my emotions, my relationship with my food, my relationships with moving my body in somatic and expressive ways. Wow, Harrison, thank you so much for sharing all that with me. And I'm so curious now, you kept alluding to like a defining moment. And I feel like there's always, we always have some defining moment that just stops us in our tracks. And that just makes us just take a really good look at our life and our actions and where we could lead up if we keep going on this path. And I feel like it's, we, we begin to ask those deeper questions. Like I didn't sign up for a life like this and I thought life was going to be different. And so you kept alluding to that. And so I want to ask you, like, what was that defining moment for you? I spent most of my, again, early late teens early 20s not in australia like i was spent a lot of time overseas and one of the biggest places i spent most of that time was in the u.s and um how i was doing that was i was spending i was doing a lot of volunteer work in in like ski resorts in hostels in hotels in bars and all of these places so i could spend more time in this place that was really calling to me nice but what ended up happening is that I, um, I was in I was in LAX, and I was waiting in line to get into the country, like I had been many times before. It's like just doing all the things, getting my passport ready. Walked up to the customs officer and handed him my passport, and he looked yeah. at it. He looked at it. He spent some more time looking at it and then uh, he, he pulled me closer and said, you need to come with me. And I, uh, he then took me to a side room that I spent almost a day in. And then after that day, he took me to another side room that I spent another at least a half a day to a day in. And basically what happened was I was detained. I was detained. And I was um, interrogated. I was uh, mm. searched and, you know, went through all these moments of criminality in a lot of, in a lot of ways, right? I was, yeah, I, was now, sure. I was being told because of my actions and choices that I'd made thus far in that country and others that I was a criminal. From a deeper level, I knew it not to be true. Mm. My ego was like, maybe you are a horrible person. Maybe mm. you are a criminal. Maybe you, you shouldn't have been spending so much time in this place that made you feel so good. And sure. now you need to really look at things differently. Short story, the end of that was I was, in, I was deported back to Australia and it all changed from there. Like I said, the only place I could go was deeper. Wow, Harrison, thank you so much for sharing that with me and sharing that with the community. And I'm glad everything's okay. I'm glad that, you know, you were able to come back to Australia and because it feels like, you know, the future trajectory of your life from then was a pretty empowering one, was a pretty powerful one. And so I'd love to transition then into, you know, how did you recover from that? How did you build yourself up? How, from that, how are you doing the work that you're doing today? This event didn't happen because of the choices I've made, it was now happening for me. Mm. 
right? So now I decided, okay, how am I going to use this? What am I going to do now? So yeah, my first step upwards was, well, up to this point, I hadn't been actually training people professionally, but I'd spent a lot of my travels and time overseas actually just unconsciously doing that. Like I, I for a long time have been, have been pulled, was pulled and still am to the expression of the physical body through exercise and movement. I did a lot of gymnastics, uh, a lot of like um, ring, gymnastic ring work while I was traveling. So I um, was like, okay, that's a place for me to start. Right. That felt there was a little bit out of a little bit of a tingle yeah. there. Right. It's so like, hey, that's yeah. my bread. That's my breadcrumb. I don't need to know what the way yeah. is. I just need to start walking it. And that's how I start walking. Oh, I love that. You mentioned that you didn't know what that way was. You just had that little tingle that you should be getting into PT because of that fascination with the physical body. I love that. And so, Harrison, I'd love to then just go a bit deeper now and ask that question. You were working on a physical level, right? A physical one-on-one level. So then what was that inspiration then to begin to transition into a coach and working with people on that one-on-one inwards journey? It wasn't a switch, more of a deeper awareness. So what I mean, what do I mean by that is I was starting to realize that even when I was, uh, PTing and, and training people with their physical body, but I would be at the gym and I'd be running people through sets of different exercises. And in between, (laughs) in between the sets, I would be having deep and meaningful conversations about their life. Right. So in between their sets, I'd be asking the clients about, oh, what's how's your relationship with your mom going? How's your how's your connection to those events that that marriage that you had on the weekend? How are you actually feeling about this? Like on like honestly, like in between sets, I was having this pull to be emotionally engaged on a deeper level to the clients that I was training physically. So Mm. I for a for for a while I thought there was, oh, I mean. Does it, aren't all PTs like this? Aren't, isn't everyone having these kind of deep and meaningful conversations? But I realized no. And that's where the awareness came in. I was like, hey, maybe this is actually where I need to start putting more of my attention into the mm. sort of the emotional work, the emotional development and the different yeah. layers of the psyche and then thus the spiritual journey that is connected to it. Yeah, I can see how those questions would naturally come about, especially, you know, working with someone on a one-on-one. It's such an intimate process. So Harrison, I'd love to just transition now and just to deep dive a bit more into your work. What actually is a holistic life coach and how do you deep dive with someone? How do you how do you bring about that transformation in someone's life? My main role is a coach, right? And mm. as a coach, my my main objective is to help you see the answers that are already inside of you, right? So I'm not, I'm not giving you anything. I'm just helping you remember what's been there the whole time. Okay. So for me to be able to do that, I need to, I need to be able to make a container that's safe enough for you to be vulnerable, for you to be open and for you to be true to me. Okay. So that's step number one. That's, we were spending time together. That's where I would start. Sure. Step number two and my program, maybe we can get into it later, but there's mm. two there's two stages, two sort of overview stages to it, right? There's stage one, it's um, the emotional release, mm. right? Because I, I, I think a lot of our challenges in, in life stem from a, an emotional root cause. Yeah. Okay, so I really want to begin our time together talking about all the things that are stopping you from being the emotional being that you are. 
right? And this is the inner child. This is the chakra system. This is dream work. This is, you know, limiting beliefs. It's all the subconscious work, right? Yeah. Then stage two comes in where we've got, got the energy flowing, right? We've got the emotion flowing now. We're connected in. Now we want to support the outside mm. outside layer. We want to support the outside system because we aren't just spiritual, emotional beings. We're also physical beings, right? And we need to support that as well. So that's where stage two comes in where we talk about what are you eating? How are you sleeping? How are you moving? How are you balancing phys- physiological stress? So that's a brief overview. <laughs> I'd like to bring up something that you were really alluding to in the first process of your journey. And that is this process of unlearning, this unlearning of the BS and the beliefs and the limitations that we picked up primarily during the very first zero to seven years of our life and remembering our deepest truth. Who were we before we were told that we were less than perfect? I feel like, I really feel like the awakening journey, it isn't like becoming anyone new, it's becoming more of ourselves. Actually, I want to repeat that. The awakening journey isn't about becoming someone new. It's becoming more of ourselves. And in order to do that, it's to strip back the layers and to unlearn and to remember. And Harrison, I know that my work and your work is quite similar in the fact that, you know, we really deep dive with the inner child journey and it's a beautiful and fun and rich and raw journey. And we learn so much about ourselves, especially our heart's deepest desires and our yearnings and our soul's gifts and inner child work can really give us some powerful insight into our purpose. And so I'd love to know what your process is and how you work with the inner child with your clients. Where I begin again is where I'm beginning most of this today, right? Is the awareness, right? Yeah. So, um, Gabor Mate has a powerful book that I would recommend anyone read not just, it, it doesn't specifically talk about the inner child, but it talks about the emotional healing and its effects on the physical body. And it's called um, When the Body Says No. And in, in this book, he talks about the seven A's of healing, right? And the first two A's are the most powerful, in my opinion. The, the first one is acceptance. And then the second one, second one is awareness, and you'd probably you'd listen to that and think why is acceptance before awareness you'd think that Mm -hmm. awareness is that you know you need to be the observer in the spiritual world you need to look at the stuff not be taken away no you need to accept where you are right now so how this connects to the inner child is that a lot of us with the inner child we a lot of us a lot of clients come to me saying i don't remember my childhood i don't i don't remember my connection to my childlike pleasures and my and my creativity and the things that I liked growing up okay let's accept that let's accept that that right now that's where you're at let's not force against it let's not say oh I want to try and be like that one my my trauma my mom had childhood trauma so if I don't remember it I must be connected no stop comparing don't compare Mm. to anyone just accept where you are right now and now let's bring awareness into that so that's where Mm. Step two comes in with the work that I do is like, okay, I've accepted where I'm at in terms of the inner child and connecting to it. Now, what awareness can I bring in for work to be done? Okay. So for me, I work with the chakras too. So the, the, the inner child and the chakras mesh together for me in a lot of ways. And usually, mm-hmm. usually 
the body will be giving us sensations and symptoms and communication, right? So if we're talking right now, as we're talking, me and you, I'm having sensations in my chest. I'm having sensations a little bit in my throat, right? And they all mean certain things. So if I had a client coming to me and we were talking about inner child and we're just saying, hey, okay, we've accepted where you're at. Now we have this idea in your head of doing inner child work. How is your body feeling right now? Do you feel something in your heart? Do you feel something in your lower sacral area? Do you feel something in your stomach? And then from that point, that's when we start doing the work, right? That's when we start talking about inner child. Yeah, sure. Thanks for sharing all that. I'd, I'd love to deep dive more into the inner child healing work because I know how important it is. So why would someone go into their own inner child journey? Like what would be the triggers and what would be the reason that would pull someone into that work? Well, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast, that's a, that's a sign. So what I mean by that is you, you are only two things. You are only given what you're ready for. Okay. And what that means is that there are, there are so many modalities, so many ways of healing, so many ways of taking your transformational journey that you can take at any given moment. Right. And if you, if you're thinking about all, all of them, you can suddenly feel overwhelmed. Right. Mm. So, so you, so you then have to ask yourself the question, how do I pick one? How do I know? Which is what you're asking. And what I would say is go to the best doctor, the best coach, the best therapist, the best guide you will always have. And that is your own intuition. So connecting it back to what I just said, if you're listening to this podcast, why are you listening to this podcast? Right? Did you just see this in your feed and say, oh, that looks interesting. I have no idea about inner child, but for some reason, I feel like I need to listen to that today. Or are you walking through a, a library and you see a picture on the, of the inner child? Like, mm, I feel like I need that today. Or are you, yeah. the point that I'm trying to get at is yeah. if you're listening to our voices and this feels good and you don't know why, that's an indicator that you should do it. Mm. Another thing I would say is if you know you specifically have had a childhood that was particularly um, tumultuous, like that had you had a bit of trauma or you had a bit of challenges. That's an easy one. But yes, inner child is going to support that. But the main thing I want to say is let your heart tell you, let your intuition tell you. I also want to add um, from everything that you beautifully stated is that another trigger that might reinforce that there's inner child work need to be done if we are throwing tamper tantrums as adults, right? Because let's face it, you know, throwing a tamper tantrum and yelling and screaming is not a very adult or mature thing to do, especially if it's constantly coming up. Often it can come from a rooted belief. It's just learnt behavior from watching, you know, our primary caregivers as children. But there's sometimes there's a primary belief that in order for us to be listened to by our children, by our partners, we, we need to yell and scream. Also, working with a lot of people, I've noticed this powerful correlation between the very first seven years of our life and learnt beliefs around money, around love and around finances. 
what I have seen is that um, if we are seeing these limitations and if we are seeing that we're just not making progress in these areas being finance, love and relationships, more often than not, that can be traced back to a limiting belief from the very first seven years of our life. And I want you to all remember that everything learned up until now can all be unlearned realizing that we were all born in this world with limitless potential, limitless possibilities for our life. Money is the root of all evil and money doesn't grow on trees. More often than not, when I regress my clients back as to when they picked up this belief in the first place so they can begin to reparent themselves, they were just sitting down doing their homework and their mom and dad are screaming about finance, screaming about scarcity, screaming about money beliefs. So my work, there's just this really powerful correlation between the very first seven years of our life and picking up usually limiting beliefs in the factors of love, relationships and finances. I want to also acknowledge that our parents and our primary caregivers did the best they could with the knowledge and the resources that they had at that time. And usually they just pick up these unconscious parenting skills from their parents as well. The beautiful gift is that people come onto this journey, especially doing the inner child work and just unlearning limitations and false beliefs because they have a desire to change the trajectory of the family dynamic and to create a new paradigm, the future generations. The inner child connection to all those three elements is pure. Yeah. Right? Because as you said at the start, we come into this world complete already. It's the human experience that adds all the layers on top that disconnect us from it. Mm. So when I'm, when I'm working with clients, these things, these things are side effects of the work with the inner child. Once we connect to the inner child, then our relationship to abundance increases, then our relationships deepen, then our relationships to, I mean, to everything deepens. So where I see, and I always want to be careful with people is that, because you said it at the start, in relationships, we can be childish or childlike. And to me, that's not a bad thing. I hear that. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing. What the, what the, what the bad, the bad thing is, is the disconnect from it, right? Why is that child being childish in the, in the relationship? Is it, is it because childish is bad or is it because we're not acknowledging the childhood just the, the inner child element. And now the inner child is projecting outwards on that relationship because we don't see it. We aren't able to see it and, and hold space for, for her or him inside of us. So I, I agree. And I think these are all outcomes, beautiful outcomes of it, but we need to see the inner child is not broken. The inner child yeah. is, is beautiful. The inner child is one of the pathways to unconditional love. And as soon as we see that, as soon as we accept that, as soon as we hold space for that, then abundance, then finances, then relationships will go deeper. Yeah, I love all that, Harrison. Thanks so much for bringing that up. So, so powerful. There's so many points here that I'd love to touch on. I wanted to um, move into this subject called reparenting, which is a powerful transformational healing tool. So which is a part of inner child healing. And so I'd love to share it with you and I'd love to share it with the audience. So when we're children, there's three fundamental needs that, that need to be met in order for us to, to grow up into you know, healthy, empowered and independent functioning adults. And these core needs are the right to feel safe, first and foremost, the right to have our needs met and the right to be seen. And 
psychology tells us that if these needs aren't met, then as we grow older in our teenage years and grow up as adults and we seek these things from the external world. For example, if our needs weren't met as children, right? You know, mum and dad are really busy and we need things as children. And if our needs weren't met as children, then as we grow up as adults, we will feel like more often than not, we can feel like our needs don't matter, right? We don't matter. And so we put our needs, so we put everyone else's needs before ours, right? And we exhaust ourselves and we people please. Another fundamental core need that we have as children is to feel safe, the need to feel safe in order to grow up as a healthy functioning adult. And, you know, for example, if there were strangers constantly coming in and out of the home, and if we just didn't feel safe at our core as children, we can grow up as adults, just like scared to make a move, right? Like if we have this belief, like the world is unsafe and our feet are constantly contained to the comfort of our own comfort zone and the tragedy with this is that our goals and dreams and hearts desires and the greater vision for our life lay outside of our comfort zone a hundred percent of the time and so the idea of reparenting is literally that it's reparenting our inner child and giving ourselves exactly that which we needed as a child but as the adult that we are today so we are self-sourcing right we're cutting any cords from the external world and taking back our power. So it takes awareness first and foremost, you know, being really aware when those triggers come up, when that inner child within us comes up and, you know, needs things from the external world, needs validation, maybe do a tamper tantrum, maybe think that its needs aren't met, maybe it doesn't feel safe. And then literally self-sourcing, self-nourishing and giving our inner child exactly what it needs, but from the adult that we are today. And this means asking fundamental questions. What's my heart's deepest wish right now? What do I truly need right now? And giving it to that younger part of ourselves. So personally, what reparenting has done for me, it has built such a strong platform and foundation of self-worth, self-esteem and confidence. And I've taken my power back and I've healed my relationship with my body most of it all we want to protect the person right so we don't want to relive it but we can release it and how we can release it is through that reparenting right telling telling the beautiful inner child that may have been through something traumatic all of the things that she or he deserved to hear exactly what you're saying um but another way that i i do it is actually through the the verbal word of affirmations right Mm -hmm. just using a powerful affirmation so kind of like you said with writing but now just actually speaking it right like I am worthy. My inner child is loved. I am love. I am play. I am pleasure. Me and my beautiful inner child are always in a state of pleasure together, right? And just staying, saying those words now, I get a little bit of goosebumps because why is that? It's because my inner child is here with me now listening and feeling. And as soon as I, our words, our words create our reality. So I am creating the reality in which that is real. Oh, the power of words, Harrison. We could just do a whole podcast just on this. You know, that's why it's called spelling because we are literally stating spells. We are stating the trajectory of our lives by just by what we speak out of our mouth. So I feel like every word we say is an affirmation. Every word we say is a prayer. So speak now, affirm now, which you want to make manifest, which you want to experience. Powerful. So Harrison, we're just about at the end of this podcast, but before we finish up, 
I'd love to just give a few little tools and tips and techniques that the listeners can begin doing today to begin to reconnect and step foot on their healing journey when it comes to reconnecting with their inner child. So first and foremost, I don't know if you're aware of this exercise, but it's called non-dominant handwriting. And the idea with non-dominant handwriting is that it has a direct link to the subconscious mind and the inner child is a sub-personality of the subconscious mind. And so when we write with our non-dominant hand, we're literally allowing the inner child to speak and the wisdom and the profound insights that come out from this exercise are so powerful. They're so beautiful. When I do soul purpose work with my clients, I love getting them to answer the question with their non-dominant hand. What are my heart's deepest wishes? And what could I do if I knew I couldn't fail? And for those of you that are listening, that are so intrigued with this technique, I absolutely love it. You should see the smile on my face right now. Um, Step back and have a look at your writing. What type of writing does it look like? It looks like the writing of a five-year-old, right? It looks like the writing of a six-year-old, just so beautiful. Tool that I use is nature, right? Mm. Being out in nature is, I mean, it's, it's rejuvenating in many, many different ways. But from an inner child lens, what is happening? What is, what is nature? Nature is mother earth. Nature is the mother that is always there. Okay. And what do I mean by that? When we go out in nature, we are being held by her, whether we are consciously aware of it or not, that is the relationship that is being, that is, that is acting up, right? By me being in nature, I'm having a relationship with a mom to its child. So if you want to feel a connection to your inner child, go set the intention of, okay, I'm going to go out for a swim today in the ocean. I'm going to go for a walk in the forest. I'm going to go play in the park. But my intention is to connect to the inner child in the presence of this mother that is always there and then see what comes up. And I think you'd be surprised how you feel, what emotions come up, what connection you have. So I would encourage everyone that is using that technique that you said when looking at the photo So that's another big tool I would drop in there. So I feel like it's really important now to touch base on what's the point of inner child healing work anyway, right? What will people begin to expect when they connect and reclaim that connection back with their inner child? So personally, what has been my journey and what has been my client's journey has been healing the inner child aspects within us right and what are they well what qualities do children possess they possess unstoppable self-confidence unstoppable self-belief that they can do and achieve anything that they that they desire for example when a child is beginning to walk like they're pretty horrible right like but they like fall down and they get back up again they fall down they have another go and they're just like laughing and and it's, it's, it's just this unstoppable self-confidence. And that is definitely the first thing that I began noticing when I began to do my work. And it's so helpful, especially as an entrepreneur, because I, um, I get hit with some surprises sometimes and I fall down and I get back straight up again. And I'm so driven by my vision. Another quality that children possess is play and present to life itself. And that's something that I've noticed within myself. I am naturally drawn to just play and have fun every single day. And that hasn't always been the case. When I was in corporate and doing that environmental engineering role in mining, 
I was so serious and I don't remember playing even for years. So that's something that I've naturally reclaimed back into my life is just having that, bringing that color and joy back into my life. And I speak from complete experience and from my clients' words that my self-worth, my self-esteem and my confidence has significantly strengthened and my connection with my body. Well, I mean, I don't want to get everyone too excited, but as we've already as we've as we've already alluded to, this kind of work leads us into abundance. This kind of work leads us into deeper relationships with not only ourselves, but the people that we love in our lives, with our family, with yeah. our friends, with our intimate partners. It allows us to heal, right? Not just mentally, not just emotionally, not just spiritually, but physically. Right? Again, I'm going to take this back to the chakra system. And the sacral mm. center, sacral center is often the center where the inner child lies. So when we do powerful healing inner child work, we're also supporting the sacral center. And what does the sacral center govern from a physiological lens, right? It governs the lower gut, candida overgrowth. It, it governs water elimination, right? If we're, if, we're not, if, we're not, if we're holding on to things from a water or a feces perspective, it can help with that. It can help with a gut rebalance. It can help with menstrual in the female body, menstrual irregularities in terms of cycles and all that. So mm. it can do many things. But yeah. I, would, I would encourage anyone, and I'll sort of end with this, be open, right? Yeah. Be open because when you do this kind of work, it's hitting everything of your holistic being. And if, mm. and if you can hit everything of your holistic being, the way that we do one thing is the way that we do all things. So be open to how that, that, that ripple is going to spread out. Ah, oh, so good, Harrison. All right. So how can people connect with you? I think you'll probably put in the show notes, but my handles are at yeah. Harrison Ma, spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R is my last name. Um, and if you ever want to reach out to me, I have a website too, that is harrisonmar.com. And I'm always open to going deeper with people. I'm always looking for more souls that I can help on this journey. Oh, sounds amazing, Harrison. And I will put all that in the show notes. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. You're so inspiring. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep inspiring. Keep touching lives and take good care. And I can't wait to hear all your juicy, holistic health news over on Clubhouse.